Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Hey, Joe. So while I was doing the show prep today, it was... Yeah, I came to an epiphany. I thought to myself, how many people... Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. You know how February, there's that one R in it that's really yeah. unnecessary? How many people do you think could spell Connecticut out of 50? Just in just general just if you, a, a street, if you're on a, a, you're working a street team and you ask somebody, can you spell Connecticut? I think if you're in Rhode Island, I think it would probably be like 30 people. You pushed a little bit further out. I would say 20. Mm. I, can you spell it? Go ahead. C-O-N-N-E-C-Connect-T-I-C-U-T. Connecticut. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. I don't remember how I spelled okay, that. Okay, just give me one more time. I'm going to follow along with my with my pointer. C-O-N-N. Give me a little, little buzzer if I want to mess it up. C-O-N-N. Yep. E-C. No, yep. no, no. Wait. Connect T. Yeah. I. Oh, wait, so C-T. Yeah, C T. So right now you're at C O N N E C T. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. C U T. Okay. Out of way. Hey, I did it. Hey, there you go. What do I win? How, <laughs> how many people do you think know that there's that C before the T? Not that many. Not that many. The only reason why I remember that is because, like, you know, like any smart ass, I always pronounce it <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> Central Connecticut State. <laughs> Just like Duquesne, I say Duquesne yeah, when we're doing the, 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 the free show notes. <laughs> like when you're saying UC Davis, you say garbage fire, disappointment. Like, like oh, here we go. Underperforming. Oh, yeah. Oh, when we so talk about Kennesaw, we, we, you know, best team in the country. Uh, yeah. Trumpet. They're going to win it all. <laughs> yeah. Now I know your game, Masseronian Blight. I, you know what? I'm out. I'm out for blood. <laughs> Kennesaw State is winning it all. Get ready, North Dakota State and or James Madison. Whoever you, which whichever one of you two poor souls has to fate, face the, Ken, uh, the Kennesaw State Owls in the championship, you're going down. God. <laughs> Get them all booted I, up for a first I, round exit. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that many people are going to understand our referencing here. Right, but no, hopefully enough a, people follow along with our with our fans that are are the most vocal. I also hope that people follow along with our uwu games of the week this week because we have a couple stunners. One a little more stunning and and more highly anticipated than the other, but they are both rivalry games that we get to cover, which is always fun. Uh, we will be covering Montana and Montana State, the with the 119th meeting of the Brawl of the Wild, which I believe puts every other rivalry name to shame. Even the King's Blood? Even the King's Blood. <laughs> no, like, um, what is it, the Iron River or what? Yeah, the, yeah, the Red River the rivalry. The Red River rivalry. The, Red, Red River rivalry. Say, uh, say the, it ten times fast. <laughs> the world's lar- largest cocktail party, all of that. Puts it all to shame. Which one's the world's largest? Ge- Georgia, Florida. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then uh, we have Nickel State in Southeast Louisiana in the Riverbell Classic, which I am very excited to see how that one turns out. But we're going to start you off with the Red Hot Montana Grizzlies and their key to victory against the opponent this week in Montana State. Joe, how about you just start us off here nice? 
Montana State has a really run-heavy offense. They're averaging over 200 yards per game on the ground. I think the big key here is that they're run first. Like I said, they're going to be first and second down. They're going to be trying to run the ball down their, down your throats. They're going to try and establish their offense that way. They're going to try and get some consistency, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what I've seen from them. They're not trying to create these huge sp- splash plays, but by the end of the game, they're going to wear you down so much that they'll be able to pick up those big chunk you know, 10 yard rushes for first downs. So I think no matter who they have in there, they got a number of different uh, running backs in their stable. They've got like four different guys that have over 400 yards rushing this season. So being prepared for whoever's in there, not getting overly complicated and preparing for what's going to come to you, just know that they're probably going to run the ball. If they're coming in two tight ends, they're probably going to run the ball. If they're coming in in a heavy look, they're probably going to run the ball. Don't overthink it. I wouldn't overthink it either. And for Montana, one thing that you probably didn't think about coming into this season was how good and explosive Samori Torre was going to be at the wide receiver position. He has exploded this year. Going into the last week of the season, he has accumulated 63 catches, 1,052 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And some were saying that he surpassed Samuel Ockham as the number one threat. And given the stats, he realistically has. Maybe that's because Occam has been a little more respected and he's drawing a little more double coverage and a little more attention towards him, kind of the, the Julio um, and then uh, Ridley-type deal in the, uh, with the Falcons. Um, but Torre is your number one guy, and if you really want to win this game, you you got you to gotta press with him and you got to get him the ball because he's obviously a stud. He's a playmaker, and he's not a playmaker that's not making catches. He can possess the ball. He can go up top. He's a vertical guy. He's a really good wide receiver, and you got to feed him. In these big-time games, that's who you're going to be looking to go to, and that's who you need to go to. Yeah, and, and Torre had a really big week last week against Weber State, so don't be surprised if they go to him early and they try to get him as many touches as possible and as many targets as possible because, as we've seen, he can take over a game. Now, Joe, for Montana State, your key to victory. For Montana State, they have for Montana a very good arsenal and every time we talk about and preview a Montana game we talk about this passing attack that they have with Dalton Sneed, uh, Dalton Sneed, Toure and Occam. they're just lighting up opposing offenses right now this season they're, they're torching teams with how well that they're able to throw the ball they're right now they're averaging 299 passing yards per game that's nothing crazy but still a great trio. You have two great receivers to establish that kind of consistency. So for Montana State, playing in base is not going to cut it on second and third down. First down, maybe you can get away with it, but you need to come in with some sub packages. You need to come in a nickel if it's second and long. Um, in third and long, you definitely need to come out and dime. You need to have as much help in the passing game as possible. If you you know get get all full of yourself and think like, no, we're going to come out there and stop them with whoever we have out there. That's just not going to work for you. You need to be very strategic about it. I'll tell you why that gets tricky right now. Because you have to, if you're Montana State, you have to focus on the guy in the backfield. Marcus Knight, running back for Montana, who has 19 touchdowns Quit on the year. Me. Quit point 19, Joe. <laughs> who gets 19 touchdowns in a year running the ball? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot of people. He's taken advantage of some teams putting so much emphasis on Snead in the passing attack that... They're not really doing a great job of stopping him. You know what that? You know what this is really going to come down to then? It's going to come down to the defensive line being able to put pressure on on Montana. That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Montana State's front four. 
being able to get to the quarterback with four because you can't go rushing six at them if you want to succeed. You just can't do that because they have too many weapons on the outside, and Dalton Sneed's a good enough passer to make you pay for that. The front four defensive linemen need to have their best game of the season if they have any hope of stopping this team. Because maybe they can get some tackles on Marcus Knight. Maybe they can get some tackles for loss. I don't know. You have to do it, though. Because yeah. either way, you're going to get beat. Exactly. If, if you come out in base and you're so focused on stopping the run, they're going to kill you either way. So your defensive line has to have a great game. Even in base, because you have to worry about them. But if you're in dime or nickel or quarter, whatever you're in, you have to be able to to do something with that defensive line there. That They, that they are the key group. Oh. Gosh, that was a little breather there. Yeah, yeah. catch your breath. You got it? You want me to leave this one in? Yeah, sure. I'll let you leave it in. So we got the Thursday night game. This show is coming out to you on a Thursday morning. This game is going to be played this night, so make sure you tune in and hear what we have to say here. This game is... We're recording this show on this day. What? Shut up. This game has so many implications <laughs> on it because a fight to win their conference between Nickel State and Southeast Louisiana. Central Arkansas is out of vying to win the conference, so whoever comes out with this victory is going home with that title and is getting that automatic bid to the FCS playoff. So, short week, though, Sean, means you don't have as much time to prepare. You don't have as much time to get that full game plan ready. You're traveling on a Wednesday. So, Sean, what what is your first key to victory when we're talking about Nickel State? My key to victory for Nickel State is when you're looking at this team and you, you are on a short week, it means you have to over-prepare as much as you can. And that's going to be very tough because Southeast Louisiana uses two quarterbacks heavily in their rotation, both Chase and Virgil and Cole Kelly are major reasons that Southeast Louisiana State averages ready, Joe, 470 yards, 475 yards, excuse me, per game. There's big time prep work that you need to get done to have to plan for ways to attack two different quarterbacks who can come in the game and play it differently. So somehow you have to, I don't know, skip class, go to extra meetings, do whatever you need to do. You have skip to skip class. I am <laughs> condoning that because you are playing for the comfort. Um, what is it? Conference? Yes, conference. Conference title here. You need to do whatever you can do, and your professors, I'll write them a note for you if you're telling me. <laughs> who the hell is Sean ta- Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> He's this podcast from, from Rhode Island. He said, he, he said he'd help me out. But, yeah, you have to find a way to prep for these two guys, <laughs> in my humble opinion. As you can tell, it's not the uh, the first time that Sean's promised people passes to oh, get yeah. out of class oh, big time. when he has no jurisdiction to do so. Oh, yeah, but, okay, so we... So, <laughs> they're, so they're, they're quarter, their quarterbacks are an obvious strong duo for this Southeast Louisiana team, but on the defensive side of the ball, they have their own strong duo in their pass rushers, that being um, Isaac Berglund and also Carr Jr. The Both of them have racked up over 10 sacks, 14.5 for Berglund, 12.5 for Carr, and then also Cherry the Third has 10.5. So that's three players that are getting after the quarterback, are making plays, are disrupting things. So if you're Nickel State, you need to be very smart about getting the ball out quick, you need to be very smart in pass protection. You can't allow these guys to feast and tee off on uh, your quarterback, Chase Forsad. Got to be smart here. They're very, very talented in their defensive front. Yeah. You, you, again, defensive line is going to play a big role in this game also. Now for Southeast Louisiana State, 
this key to victory, I'll start it off here. Your offense is going to get their yards. You just all you, you can just tell it's the theme. You're going to get your your yards. You're smarter than everybody right now in your conference. You're going to get them. But your defense, Joe, you ready for this? Is playing even hotter than the offense. Southeast Louisiana recorded six intercept interceptions last week versus Abilene Christian. I don't know if that takes much against Abilene Christian. Okay, but still, what are you doing? They're not a bad program. <laughs> they're not bad. <laughs> we're not great. I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're world world beaters. I'm just saying it. You know, you get six interceptions that, in a game. That's that means pretty you're going to be pretty primed for this upcoming game. That means you're you're rolling on all cylinders and you are firing on all cylinders, rolling on all cylinders. God. I am not firing at all. So yeah, get it right together, now. man. <laughs> Holy hell. You're de- <laughs> you need a timeout? Your defense. Do I need to bring in the sub? No, your defense. <laughs> Who are you going to bring in, Tony? Coach. <laughs> no, your Jake Fire will just come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he needs water. Tap me out, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got the wind knocked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, yeah, your defensive scheme, it's got to be really – you got to keep on doing what you're doing there. You're you need to scheme it up well for Nichols, because you know they're going to try to pound you, and you know they're going to try to really assert themselves early. So make sure that you're again prepping very hard for this game. Short week. Make sure that your defense is all the way in tune for this game. Yeah, Southeast Louisiana. You pointed out this incredible game that they had last week. Six interceptions. You could argue is almost perfect. Well. Albuline Christian is not that great, and Nichols State is a very tough offensive opponent to be facing. They have arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country in being a dual threat, and that's Chase Forsad, who this season mm-hmm. has rushed for 700, my fault, 586 yards. I hate when they do the whole net and loss thing, and then there's the, it's hard to read, but in addition, right. he's also thrown for 2,432 yards and 12 touchdowns. So he's getting it done on both ends. They have a consistent backfield and a great runner in Julian Gums. And then the receivers are also racking up some de- a decent production as well. Uh, DeGene Dixon and Deion Ray are their number two guys. So it sounds really vague when I say this, that, yeah. that Southeast Louisiana needs to play a perfect game. But it's the truth because – there's a very good shot this is high scoring. Both teams have good offenses. Both teams are operating well. If this, if your defense is not perfect and not able to get a takeaway or not able to get a third down stop later in the game, then you're going to end up on the wrong side of this. That's the only way you want to shoot out. Right. You, need to make, you need to stand up and stop them at some point. Right. No, I completely agree. Oh, hopefully you're primed for this, people. I am really hoping that but now we have the upset watch, and we have four for you here. Oh, okay. You know what? Nope. We have four. We have three. That is. Oh no, I'm keeping no. that one in there. No, you, that should not be. Okay, in there so the one that Sean wants means. to remove is uh, UC oh, Davis. You don't want to remove that. Sacramento State. So the only reason our, our 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 validation here is I like to look for don't teams. Say, don't say our. Your. My validation is I like to look for teams. Yeah, because I usually do all the picking. You don't do any. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just kidding. You're you're getting yourself ready for a, my, a verbal lashing. <laughs> I, was to <laughs> I was joking. Okay. My validation here is that I look for those teams that were previously ranked and have good playmakers. So UC Davis was highly ranked and a good team for most of the season. They fell off. They still have a capability Three to weeks. shock people. Okay. They have the capability to shock people. I would not be surprised if Alex Mayer and all of them came out and had a good game against Alex Sacramento Mayer State. Alex Mayer or Jake Mayer? 
Jake Mayer, my fault. Alex Maver was a previous kicker here. That's ah, the okay. Lasted two weeks. Um, John Mayer. Not Jake. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Other games that we had on here, Duquesne versus Central Connecticut State. This one pops out to me because Duquesne 6-4. and four. Uh, They're going to come out swinging because they need uh, the seventh win to make the playoff if they want to be eligible for it. It's and, an uphill battle for them, but if they beat a ranked team. And Central Connecticut State. They might be a little more lax because they've already cl- – um, clinched. So yeah, it's, it's probably a good a good upset to be watching for. Second one, Illinois State, Youngstown State. Joe, go ahead. You want to? Uh, and another good talented team that had some bad lo- luck in some close games. I think Youngstown State is better than we give them credit for. This one's probably one of the least likely ones, but I still can see something happen here. I'm not picking this game to be an upset. But it's that the, not it's, a guaranteed one. It's on the watch. It has potential for it. If you if if you couldn't figure that out from the title, and our last one is Delaware and Villanova. I mean, every CAA game that's I mean, you could you could put any CAA game in the upset watch. You well, could you could pick two random opponents even if right. they're not playing and put them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But obvious reasons, right? Delaware is a good football team, underperformed. CAA anyone can win on any given week. Yep. Okay. Now we have a lot to talk about here, but Joe, do you want to? <laughs> okay, I'll let you start this off, and we will we will um, get into it. No, I'll let you start. It you off. want you me said, to? Yeah, you said you were going to start it off. Okay, so we're not doing the game show thing here. Uh, well, we got to explain ourselves, and then we'll do the game show bit. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this, but last week we were doing FC estimates, and we found a way to get to zero of the games. We didn't pick any of the games on the show. We spent we spent so much time talking <laughs> smack to our listeners about how bad they were doing. <laughs> this is the only valid valid thing. Okay, the, let's the hear only it. way let's, to rationalize. Let's hear your explanation. No, I'm just saying <laughs> we, if you go back and listen, we spent so much time talking smack to our listeners, particularly Nick Masseroni, who had an egregiously bad week, <laughs> that we forgot. We spent so much of our energy that I forgot to transition <laughs> we took to, our, to picking the games. We took ourselves out of the zone. Now, I'm curious it, it, who noticed it. I, okay, I'm getting to that. It was our fault to not get to the games and not to pick those. <laughs> uh, we're going to admit that. We're big enough to admit that. But you, the listener, <laughs> you didn't let us know a thing. Yeah, no one tweeted at us. Until Monday when I was setting up the document and the show prep. And I was listening back for the winners. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I don't remember who I picked between Dayton and Drake this week. <laughs> or Albany UNH. I, I don't know who I picked. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> no one. <laughs> the funny thing is I remember I was, I'm in my room and I'm working on something. I think I was setting up for us to record. And I just hear Sean yell up the stairs into my room. Joe, we didn't pick the games. And I, I had no understanding of what that meant until he fully explained it to me. And the funniest thing about it is uh, Nick Masseroni, who does the polling, of all people, who does the polling for FC Estimates. I, I, you know, I'm messaging him on Twitter, and I say to him, by the way, Sean and I forgot to pick. And his response is, it's something along the lines of, LOL, so did I. <laughs> so he also forgot to pick. Does so he we think he's on the same, like, <laughs> people are turning in to hear what Nick Masseroni picked? No, no, but, no, but, I, no, but it's just LOL, funny. so did I. It's just, no, it wasn't exactly that. It wasn't exactly that, but it was just funny that the, 
the two people that are in charge of picking and and doing the sh- and doing the segment, you and I, and then the fan <laughs> that volunteered to help organize this, Our also spotter. forgot to pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a complete lapse of an operation. Yeah. All right. So, I just want to say from last week, the only the only people that actually <laughs> contributed, we had a tie from Seamus. Seamus. Oh my God! I can't believe I did that. Seamus. <laughs> And I said I was going to mess it up on the show. Seamus, Lukastic, and Sean Blythe. Sorry, Seamus. That is entirely my fault. Ugh. Not the first time I've botched someone's name, if Kwame uh, no, no, re- remembers intently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you brought All right. that one back So up. now we're going to get to our favorite FCS football game show, where we pick FCS football games, and we give you the outcome. We're not doing the recap like we typically do, but we're going to go right on into it, picking these games, and you can play along, too. Tune in and check on Twitter to see when we post the link. You can do your own voting, and you can contribute. This is the last and final week you can get to do so. So we're going to be vying for the best percentage. Kicking us off, Sean, Montana, Montana State. Where are you picking? Montana, they got too much offensive firepower. Montana for Joe Nichols, Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana for Joe, Citadel Wofford. The Citadel. The Citadel Thank Wofford. Thank you. I'm taking Wofford. Wofford. Central Connecticut <laughs> oh State. Duquesne. You know what? I'm taking Duquesne. I'm going to pick the upset too. Duquesne, i.e. Duquesne. Houston Baptist. Sam Houston State. Uh, I'm taking Houston Baptist. <laughs> Screw you. I'm I can't do your voice. <laughs> no, you're Vanna White. You're not you being down, calming. Vanna. Normally, <laughs> a game show host, if they're doing the voice, they're still calming. I'm not. I, you're no, kind of like getting the, me I'm unsettled like the, right no, now. No, but I'm the, I'm the lead in. I'm, I'm not really the host. I'm like trying to be like the lead in right, guy. boys, buckle up for your you ride. We'll bro- be doing big 360s on this coaster in the dark. <laughs> that, that's what you're doing. You're just no, scaring like, the kids on the coaster. <laughs> and, I'm, and all the kids are getting freaked out. Ah, Dad, get me off. Get me off. He's, he's yelling. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. The dad's like, oh, it'll be over in, 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 in a minute. Toughen up, and kids. Joe, the dad's even unsettled by like, oh, what? deal with this guy <laughs> no i'm supposed to be the you know like and you want a brand new car what's that's the, what i'm going for in the bit uh i'm picking uh houston baptist who'd you pick houston baptist <laughs> okay uh georgetown holy cross yeah i'm taking holy cross i'm gonna go with holy cross says actually no georgetown oh, holy really? cross is gonna botch it they're gonna fail the fail to win so? the uh the patriot league eastern kentucky jacksonville state i could pick all these wrong and still beat you by the way uh eastern kentucky jacksonville state I'll take Jacksonville State to close it out. Jacksonville State, Harvard, Yale. Hmm. Yale. A Yale, Maine, UNH. Out of principle? Maine. Maine, Albany, Stony Brook. Out of principle? Stony Brook. Shut up. Uh, what do you mean out of principle? What is this? Well, I did. <laughs> Clown. Um... Wait, who'd you pick, Stony Brook? Don't worry about who I picked. No, you say I, who I you... said Stony Brook. Don't worry about who I'm, I'm picking. picking. I'm picking Albany. They're going to have a secure win to put themselves in a nice position. Could you just care, or could you help us out here, uh, Mr. Van White, and just recap the percentages from the season so everyone knows where we sit before this final week? Okay. <laughs> before last week's error, I was sitting at... 46% correct, and Joe is sitting at 61% correct at 99 total picks. We were going to try to get 126 regular season games picked, one for every FCS team. We failed at that. Yeah. So I think we're going to end up going around like 108, something like that. Okay. 
It's funny that you said uh, you pointed out last week's error because it's almost like every single week has been an error for you. Uh, uh, the, the best week you ever had was the one where you didn't pick any games. Okay. No no thought. You know what? Oh, there is a... <laughs> oh, come on. Argue. You deserve that. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'll give it to you. I'm going to real. I'm going to. You did a lot of chalk this yeah. week, but you did less pride picks for me. I think what did me in this year was a lot of the pride picks. Like, oh, I never picked Austin P. Well, that was dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. All right, would you care to I wrap us? I picked UC Davis too much. Would you care to? Yeah, that was a big mistake. Uh, would you care to wrap? Corner. Yes. Yeah, well, we have one here. Um, was this from the DM or from Kwame himself? Uh, no, this was from the DM. Let me just... Uh, okay, let's get his name. Pull up the name. It was from Bob Marshall, who sent me a DM, and he was uh, very polite in asking. He, he said, as a JMU fan, I would like to hear from... How an opposing team prepares to play the Dukes. Maybe a fun topic next week for you guys to give some insight as you prep. Uh, so uh, if for anyone that doesn't know, we're playing. The University of Rhode Island is playing JMU. Um, probably worth prefacing here that you know, we're not going to go into too much detail because we can't give anything away. I know. what this is. So basically during the week, we'll have a whole bunch of the scout players. They'll go to Office Depot on Monday. And then they will go, or Party City on Monday. Pardon me. And then they'll go pick up a whole That's bunch a of big difference. <laughs> I know, I know, Party City. And then they'll go there, and then they'll get a little stipend from the team, and they'll get a whole bunch of streamers. So while we're in practice, the scout players will be running around throwing streamers at everybody while they're practicing. So inside run, you'll be getting flooded with streamers hitting you in the helmet, <laughs> hitting you on the arms. That's normally how we prep to play the Dukes. We just have to prepare for the streamers, and we have to prepare. Sometimes we'll put on a little uh, crowd noise just to because sometimes it can get loud. Uh, obviously, we're not we do don't we're not doing this this year because mm. we're playing at our stadium. Yeah. Uh, so we've just been doing the streamer thing. Okay. Well, on a, se- <laughs> on a serious note, I mean, preparing for this JMU team, you know, just from my perspective, if I was approaching how I would prepare for it, oh. you know, the, the the big thing here is that the, they have the Dukes have a very good run game. They've got a really good pass rush, um, and Danucci has been overperforming my expectations. So I, you know, the the, the thing here is. You got to emphasize playing clean, um, being technically sound. You need to get the ball out quick because guys like John Daka are dominating opposing offenses right now with the amount of sacks he's been able to rack up. So just getting the ball out quick, clean operation, limit your mistakes. If you're a 2-9 and football team, you got to do whatever you can to win a game against an undefeated squad. Yeah, it's a lot of staying low. Is what I've what I've found whenever playing JMU because I always play with a really good leverage on the D line and on the defense. So you got to stay low, and even on the defensive line, I see them yelling about staying low because they are a very low football team. When you watch them play, they're never that high. They're always low hats. Um, so that's one point of emphasis. I think that every team in the country goes over just because you see that team and how they play with their leverage is a big point of emphasis. Uh, obviously, it's a lot of discipline stuff when you're going against a team like that because. <laughs> Every team's going to get penalties in the game, but you have to have less just to help your margin of error just be better against that team. Mm-hmm. So just in the nick of time here, Nick Masseroni shot oh my gosh. a buzzer beater of a question. Oh, I, I <laughs> got said, one more on the Dukes thing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, it, but in, in reality, it's just you take it like it's another football game. You know, we don't we, every team, I don't believe, treats point. them like they are. Uh, big time Goliaths. We look at the film the same way we would look at Brown's film. So it, it's just, it's just not, it's just a good football team that you have to pr- prepare for. But it's, it's generally the same. Yeah, you don't want to overhype uh, an opponent too right. much, and that's that's always been the key every single year. So Nick Masseroni though with Let's the buzzer beater, he said, "Question: 
for tomorrow if it's that's not a, too late. Wait, that's a lame response you have. Li- literally, uh, well, I'm trying to type with one hand while listening to what you're saying. Just in the nick of time. I, I'm, dude. I, I'm not. I'm gonna at least respond, Nick. If he, oh, uh, you know, I just realized there was a pun there. Um, he said. You. He said. <laughs> you quoted me. I just tweeted you back. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you think might be the biggest mistake the committee could make come selection Sunday? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, golly. Do you got anything? Nick, let's see here. I don't know. Putting in Kennesaw State, how about that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it, that that's tough. How many teams make it? Twenty four. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with twenty four teams, it's, it, it's hard not to. I was just confirming. <laughs> I, know, I was giving you a hard time. Yeah. I. It's hard to make a mistake and not make a, st- a mistake at the same time because you're obviously going to get all the key players in, all the top teams. But it just becomes those bubble teams, which seven-win team makes it, which seven-win team doesn't make it. Um, so I, I don't know if there would really be a mistake at that point. It's on them, and then we will obviously critique and judge them afterwards. But right now I can't predict the mistake that they're going to make. I, I think one thing that you always have to consider, and this is going to sound ironic coming from a CAA team. They're leaving but, us out. That's their mistake. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> coming from a CAA team is going to sound kind of ironic, but – Every year you kind of have to say overvaluating overvaluing some of these CAA teams because some are legitimate contenders, and I think it's very easy to make that mistake. If you decide to have um, a team like Albany in it, and if they win this weekend, I don't know if they're really that much of a contender. They need to be a lower-end seed. I don't have a ton of confidence that they can beat some of these better teams. I, they're not ranked. Right no, now. they're not ranked. Yeah, they're 7-4, right right not ranked. Towson's ranked the 7-4, mm-hmm. so... Something like that would be tricky to maneuver. I think another clear mistake might be not including Southern Illinois, even if they lose to North Dakota State this weekend, because that's a tough loss. They're on a five-game winning streak. They've yep. been a resilient squad. I think a 7-5 and five Southern Illinois team is a still a good team. So if we have, I think, four Missouri Valley Conference teams, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't think it is either. All right, well, thanks, Nick. Somehow... I don't know. Does he have like a tracker on us to know when we were recording exactly? I, I swear he does. I, it's a little freaky, actually, that he would send in a DM right as we were wrapping up the question yeah. in FCS or in Kwame's corner. What the hell? Uh, okay, Joe, take us out. What do I got to do? It take us out. All right, thank you for tuning in, folks, to the <laughs> FCS Football Podcast, brought to you by the Believe. In FCS football with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Follow me on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Do not follow Sean. He's corny on Twitter. <laughs> Better uh, than you are. Uh, at Sean Anderson 65 Also be sure to follow Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. In addition to that, check out the rest of their podcasts that they have at Believe.com, which is where you can find us if you're having trouble finding us and tracking us down. But we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. I can guarantee you we are there. Did you see they just added DJ Culture? Yes. There's a lot of other shows that you and I have been discussing. <laughs> There's a lot of other shows that like, maybe we'd yeah. want to do a spinoff of. We can't. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll tune in next week to uh, what? The, what day is the seedings coming? Sunday. So get ready for us to berate you on yeah. Twitter. Send us next your questions. Next week, next week is going to be a ma- massive week for us. So send us your questions. We will get to every single question, just like we did this past Tuesday, Monday. Pardon me. It's going to be a big one this ne- this this next week, folks. Tune in. Thanks. Ye-
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.